Thank you for tuning in to the World Overcomers podcast. On behalf of our senior pastor, Andy Thompson, we appreciate your continued support and generosity. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast to receive updates when we post new content every week. If you would like more information or want to make a contribution to World Overcomers or Pastor Andy, visit www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Once again, that is www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Enjoy the message. Uh, we want to talk and teach today from a subject, uh, His Purpose, Our Will. Your excitement's overwhelmed. Here it is again. His Purpose, Our Will. Okay, help me with it. Look at somebody say, it's His Purpose, but it's Our Will. All right, let's get started. Y'all be seated. God is a God of purpose. Okay, for the other thousand of y'all, God is a God of purpose. God is serious about this thing. He's serious about it. Whatever it is, whether it is we're talking about the overall purpose of God, or we're talking about God's purpose for your life, or we're talking about the things that God wants to bless you with in your life. He's serious about it. God is so serious about purpose because when you and I are walking in our purpose, God gets the glory. Okay. Okay. I like it like Dr. Jazz says it's up like this. She has that uh, Trinidad accent. God is glorified. You are edified. And the very devil in hell is horrified. That's how she would say it. But you have to understand that God is serious about purpose. And some years ago, God taught me about purpose. And I think a lot of people get, get kind of cloudy with their lives. They get kind of in their lives because they forget how seriously God is connected to what he intended for you. And you, you need to understand, God has some desires for your life. And he is straight, when I tell you straight up committed to doing what has to be done to help you get there, he's a God of purpose. Let me show you something. This, I, some years ago I asked God, I said, God, help me understand this thing about purpose. So y'all ready to study scripture this morning? All right, sneak over to Exodus 25. Now, how many got an old school Bible? Oh, five of us. Okay, ten. All right, how many got new school phones, iPads? How many ain't in school at all and need the scriptures on the screen? Lord. Come on, Exodus 25, I want to show you something. I said, God, why, what's, why, why are you so serious about, about purpose? And he showed it to me, Exodus 25. Watch this in verse 30. And thou shalt set upon the table shoe bread uh -huh. before me always. You said, Pastor, what in the name of God that got to do with what you're talking about? Because God told me he was as serious as showbread, years and years ago, he told me. As serious about our, our purpose as he is about showbread. So he says right there, and you shall set upon, now y'all willing to go with this? He said, I'm going to set it upon the table. I want it up there always. How often he want it up there? Always. So whatever it is about this showbread, it's so serious to God. He said, I want it up there I need everybody involved on that. He said, oh. and so you won't appreciate it until you can admit that you've done some really stupid stuff and gone through some dumb seasons. 
Now, all of y'all have been sanctified since you were six. I don't know what to tell you. But God said, I'm as serious about your purpose as I am showbread. And so he took me on this scriptural journey. The first place I saw it, Exodus 25, 30, he said, set on the table showbread how often? Always. I said, okay, well, that's exciting, but who cares, Lord? I don't know what is, what is showbread? What is the point? He said, let's keep looking. Go to 2 Chronicles. <laughs> God wants you blessed as you go to 2 Chronicles. God wants you walking in integrity as you go to 2 Chronicles 2. God wants you prosperous as you go to 2 Chronicles 2 or as you drift off for your morning nap. 2 <laughs> Chronicles 2 verse 4, watch this. God said what? Behold, I build a house to the name of the Lord my God. Right. To dedicate it to him. And to burn before him sweet incense. So no, Solomon said, okay, I'm building this house, God, because you told me to do it. And I'm going to dedicate it to you. And it's going to be for uh, this incense. Keep reading. And for the continual shoe bread. Wait a minute. What in the name of God is this shoe bread? Shoe show, whatever it is. What is this bread that has to stay before God how long? Always. Now he's saying whatever it is about this bread, it's so important. That it's got, to have a, it's got to have a temple to sit in. It's got to have a place to dwell. <laughs> he said it's got to have, he said, I got to build a house. And if you really read the context, he wrote to some folk and said, I need y'all to give offering. He said, because I got to build this house because this showbread got to have a place to sit. And how often does it have to sit there? Always. Now go over to Matthew 12. Hmm. God is a God of purpose, and he's serious about it. Matthew chapter 12. I'm giving you a second to get there. I know y'all are Bible scholars. Right? Matthew 12. Watch this in verse 3 and 4. But he said unto them, Have you not read what David did when he was an hungred, and they that were with him? How he entered into the house of God mm -hmm. and did eat the shewbread. What? I'm about which tired was of seeing not, this. What is this about? Read it again. How he entered how he into entered the house into of God. How he entered into the house of God uh -huh. and, did, and did eat the shewbread. He ate the showbread. Come on. Which was not lawful for He him wasn't to even eat. supposed to have it. Come on. Neither for them which were with him. But what? But only for the priest. Now stop. Okay. Is anybody but me talking about, I don't understand the point. What is going on? Any real people? Right? Isn't, what are you talking about? Jesus, I'm already sleepy. I went to bed late. I couldn't. He says, David knows we're out one day in the field and got hungry and went into the temple. And there was the showbread because it's supposed to be in front of God how often? Always. And so he says, uh. Got a house for it, so it wasn't out in the elements. It's okay. And David was able to eat it, but he said he wasn't supposed to because showbread is supposed to be for who only? Now, we're learning a whole bunch about this showbread, so what is the point? Right? She said, yeah, hurry up, Bishop. So here it is. Whatever it is about it, it's supposed to stay in front of God always. Okay? Then it's so important... He has to build a place to house it. Right. 
man out that is so special that is for the priests only. So you're like, okay, so then what is it? Go to Romans 8. Let's see, can we find out? Romans 8, 28, you know that. Wait, we haul off that verse. You can't, even, you can't even read the verse usually without folk hollering. Read Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things And we know together. what? All things. Come on, y'all know how you usually read it. And we know all things. <laughs> you know how you do it. Come on. Work together for good. What? To them that love God. Yeah. To them who are the called, come on, according to his purpose. Uh uh. According to his showbread. Y'all have concordances. Transliterated word for purpose. If you back it out of Greek, take it back in the Hebrew, it's showbread. Come on, bring me your mind. All things work together. All according to his purpose. So now, that word is showbread. So now let's go back, see what we learned about purpose and showbread. So if the showbread is before God always, your purpose is before God. Always. Oh, it's going to hit you in a minute. No, you need to get a hold of how serious that is. Days when I'm doing good and days when I'm not doing good. Times when I'm in consecration, then times when I'm in foolishness. Seasons where I may not be in the right head space. And the enemy wants you to think that you have no future. But God said, I need you to understand, I keep your purpose. Your friends may forget your purpose. Your parents may doubt your purpose. He said, but I keep your purpose before me. Oh, and your purpose was so important. You actually have a body so it could house your purpose. Oh, you don't hear what I'm telling you. Let me go on. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. God said, I had something on my mind and I needed a place for it. Y'all, watch this. Watch this here. My, my birth mother, who's passed on, and, and whoever the gentleman was that had the weekend pass in Germany. Who know, who've been in the military? All the military guys are bent over screaming, laughing, because they understand. So whoever the gentleman was that had the weekend pass and met up with my mother, what they did is build the temple. <laughs> they provided the earthly house for the showbread. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. That's why it doesn't matter how you got here. If you're the product of a rape, it don't even matter, baby. That's how I got my body. But my purpose... Yellow, chocolate, white, yellow, don't matter. Y'all don't feel like having church, do you? You spend no 40 years worrying about the fact you don't have a behind or something. Y'all not going to talk to me. I see you acting shady this morning. 
You around here mad because you don't think you have good hell. Guys, you always wanted to be 6'5", and you rolling up on that 5'9". Five, five, but I just want to know, if you got to get from here to Charlotte, you got to get from here to Charlotte, or you're going to miss out on something amazing. You could either whine about it or get in my old truck. If you care enough about where you're going, you don't spend all your time worrying about what you're right. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I'm pretty and I know it, but that ain't the point. Whatever this body is like, it is a temple to hold the showbread. God had something on his mind. Oh, y'all ain't gonna make me holler. God had something on his mind. And he needed a body for it. Well, you know that's how he is. Because he had another purpose that he wanted to get done, and that was Jesus coming to the earth. And Jesus said, you're going to have to prepare me a body. So what we'll understand, God is a God of purpose because he keeps purpose before him. Purpose is so important that he had to have a But then now, Matthew says... This showbread or this purpose is for the priests only. Now, what does that mean? <clears throat> In order to come into the fullness of your purpose, your showbread, you need a relationship with Jesus. Okay, okay. Now, uh, I always used to bring up the folk from my day, so y'all got new people that sing now. You know, so, you know, back in the day, yeah, the Luther day, you understand. We, Chair is not a house, house is not, no, I mean, somebody, okay, moving on. Because you know folk that stayed at home to watch, they are still in bed clothes anyway, so I better keep it sanctified. Go on and grow the church, grow the church. Oh, God, that was funny. Did you get that? <laughs> Ooh, stay with it, Rose. Okay. But people like Luther from my day and whoever from today, these folk can sing. But here's the thing. You can't get into the fullness of your purpose without a relationship with Jesus. You'll you be kind of like Moses. Moses, the showbread for him to be a deliverer was there. But he tried to do it before he entered into the relationship with God. And so he delivered by killing instead of by leading. Those folk can sing, man. If you can sing, you can just straight sing. But there's a difference between setting an atmosphere to get somebody pregnant and setting an atmosphere to get somebody healed. Oh, God. Lord, I wish I... Ain't no, anybody over here I got there? Okay, this means say amen. So, showbread stays before God. Y'all forgot to start the clock? You don't do that with no preacher like me. Lord, yeah, doc. <laughs> so, showbread or purpose stays before God how often? It's so important that he had to have a what? 
Then it says, it's not for just anybody, but you won't walk into the fullness of it until you have a relationship because it's for who only? And he says, and this thing is so serious, I will work all things together. He said, I will take the fact that you were molested and I'll take the fact that you used to steal. I'll take the fact that somebody did you wrong. I'll take your education. I'll take every bit of it and I'll work it together because at the end of the day, I'm a God of purpose. I have established an intention and that's what's going to happen. God is a God of what, y'all? Purpose. He's a God of what? Another thing I want you to make note of is God is also a God of planning. Yes, God plans. And sometimes we have a hard time with the will of God because it's hard for us to know what a sovereign thought is. Okay, give me Isaiah 46. Y'all ain't sleep, are you? All right, hurry up. Do you know what to do if you get sleepy in church? Stand up. That's right. Some of my members, they know. Watch this. No, you stand up and just be like, yes, sir. Right? Then nobody knows that but me and you and God, so we're good. Isaiah 46. God is planning. He's a planner. What is he? God is a planner. Isaiah 46. See, sometimes we have a hard time. Where's my tray? Where's my tray? God, God is a planner. Give me Isaiah 46, verse 9 through 11. Remember the former things of old. Yes. For I am God, mm -hmm. and there is none else. Right. I am God, and, and there, there is, is none, none like me. Tell me about you, God. Next verse. Declaring the end from Do, the wait, beginning. He does what? He declares, declares the, the end, end from the beginning. That's, that's a God of purpose, isn't it? He declares the end from the beginning. He's a, he's a God. He plans too. And from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my purpose shall be outstanding. So now watch this. See, when we think about sovereignty, let me tell you where we mess up with sovereignty. Sovereignty says that God has a will and certain things he is going to do, and it has nothing to do with us. He's going to do it no matter what you and I think is going to happen. Jesus is going to come again. You don't even have to pray for it. It's going to happen. You can wish against it. It's still going to happen. Can I tell you another one? You're going away from here. Y'all ain't talking. <laughs> Thank you, Doc. He understood. Yeah, yeah. No, you got to die. You got to go away from here. I'm going to rapture, whatever. You're still going away from here. Here's a, I, I like looking at things from the third and fourth. I, I like a comic book explanation. So I want to show you the difference between the sovereign will of God and then God's general personal will. Got it? All right. So I have some Lay's chips. And uh, I was going to put some water in the cups, but I forgot. Oh, they have water. They have bougie water. Come on, Pastor Ann. LaShawn. See, y'all ain't from the country, really. The country people say, don't waste that good water. Go back and get you some. 
All right, there you go. All right. Now, let's say, let's look at sovereign will of God. The over, because some people say, well, if God want me to have it, he's going to give it to me. No, 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 no. Uh-oh, are y'all here? Come on, let's talk now, let's talk. If God want me to have that job, he's going to give it to me. No, not if you don't apply. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. And if God want me to have... See, you're confusing the sovereign will of God with God's will for you as an individual, watch this, in which you and I must partner. Here's the example. All right, can y'all see this tray? This tray, this is our lives up in here. This is the, what God desires, the personal will. Some nice chips and some water. It's pretty. Let's say, though, the sovereign will of God is to get this tray over there to that carpet. What's the sovereign will? To get this tray where? Now, here's the thing. This is God's plan to get this tray over here. See how smooth that is? The chips are nice. Now, here's what God is saying. At the end of time, this tray is going to be over here on this carpet, no matter what you think or what you want to do. It is going to happen. Now, here's where we get messed up, though. Here's where we get messed up. Because God said, either way, the tray going over there to the carpet. But then he says, but now, if you want to get there with your life intact, with some order and with some chips. He says, then you need to get in alignment and go the path I told you. Now you can go the straight way or you can be hard-headed and come over here in the raggedy way. He said, now, you, you might mess up everything, your chips done got soggy, but at the end of the day, You got to decide how you want to get there. Do you want to have chips and be intact or do you want to be a mess? You see that? So God is a God of purpose and God's a planning God. But you don't need to confuse the sovereign will with his personal desire for you. Because if you start using phrases like, honey, what God has for me, it is for me. <laughs> you keep coming out the house in that bonnet and see if that man is gonna be for you. <laughs> he gonna be with Keisha, he ain't gonna be with you. <laughs> because you're using a phrase that goes with sovereign will, trying to bring it into his personal will in which you must participate to see it. Here's something else. Isaiah 46 said, God declares the end from the beginning. Isn't that what it said? Look back down at it. Didn't it say it? Okay. So now here's the thing. God is a God of purpose and a God of planning. Okay, let me, let me do this real quick because I need some. 
I need some candy. Who got candy in here? I got, you got some candy? Okay, bring it to me. I got, uh, let me see, I got $40. If you get, get me some good candy. Now, I'm not walking, I'm not walking to you now. If you want to, I want good candy. Okay, what is that? That's a life size. I got a good 20 for that. That ain't real candy. I love you. I'm, that ain't real. That's some grandmama candy. I'm there you go. That's rot your teeth out. Oh, you in the flow. I got $60 for a candy bar. I know somebody got, what is that? You better, y'all not, I'm, y'all dragging my sermon out. You're dragging it out. Son, that's how you walk and get in place with God. Mm. Thank you, though. Y'all slow. Y'all done got slow now. Y'all done got slow. I'm got, Lord, y'all took too long. Thank you, baby. I'm going to give y'all 20. Y'all split it. Next time, y'all run like that young man. Thank you, babies. All right. Okay, thank y'all. Y'all are helping my sermon. I need some fruit. Who got, somebody got some fruit in that bag. I got a good, there it is. Hey! That's my member. Oh, shout out my, what is that? My God. And an extra lid. What you got there? Okay. Y'all stole them over from hospitality. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay, this is the last one. What you got? Oh, I love a banana. Thank you. Oh, my God. Okay, very good. Now, here's the last one. This is a big one, and I'm trying to get to my lesson. I need a toothbrush. I got $100 for a toothbrush. You better come on. My God. Yes, you have helped me immeasurably. All right. Now, I only need one. I'm good now. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I appreciate it. I'm sorry. I told you, you got to be quick. Now, let's go to the example. God is a God of purpose, and he's a God of what? Planning. He's a God of purpose and a God of what? Here's the thing. Let's say God says, uh, my purpose. I always use my son Jonathan for this example. I always use John for this. Jonathan, which he doesn't do it as much now, John likes, uh, used to like sour candy. And unfortunately, I left him one day when he was a little baby with my husband. Now, before that time, they were eating the little Gerber's green peas, the little, you know, the little John. He would eat it. Now, you know, I heated it up and I put a little love in it. And he would eat it. I left him. And I think they just took the bark jar out, didn't heat it up, didn't do nothing, just handed it to him. From that day to this, John doesn't care for vegetables. So you got to love your husband. Now, the way God deals with us According to Isaiah 46, God says, I declare the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, 
saying, my purpose shall stand. God, how can you be so confident that your purpose is going to stand when you gave us free will? If this message has blessed or encouraged you, feel free to visit www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast and learn more about WOCC or donate to the ministry. This enables us to continue to impact the kingdom in the best way possible. Who, who, who wants me to explain free will? Who said what you're talking about? Okay, free will means this. God ain't going to make you do anything. He ain't going to make you do it. That's why I said I told you. That's why people get mad. Why, why did God put it in the beginning with Adam and Eve? Okay, well, why did God even put the tree there if we weren't supposed to have it? Anybody ever wondered that? Again, because without an option to, to fail, then no act is a true act of love. It's, you got to have a choice. So God gives us free will. You can choose. So then my question to God was, how can you be so sure that I'm going to do what's right? Talking about it, your purpose going to stand. I can't even, I don't even pray as much as I should. Anybody but me? Boy, y'all some lying. I wish you could see this from up here. God, how can you be sure? He said, because I plan. God said, watch this, because I'm sovereign. What is it? Wait a minute. But wait a minute, Bishop, you just said sovereign doesn't mean that he's going to make me do it. He's not going to. But God is sovereign over us like I am over Jonathan. I can know what he's going to do without making him do anything. And if I know what he's going to do well enough, I can plan for it. Oh, there's a shout just sneaking up my leg. So he says, I set because you got a choice. I set before you life and death. If God's purpose is that Jonathan have clean teeth, if that's my purpose, then I set before him fruit. Because he got to have a choice and junk. Then I tell him, eat the fruit, baby. But guess what I know, y'all? I know my child. And as much as he might, mm, I know I should, but. And I probably will next week. And God, I don't know what it is, but it seems like, I don't know, it just don't settle on my stomach the same. <laughs> so if I am God or sovereign, I want him to have a choice because that's the only way he can grow. But I'm also not willing to risk him not making it to my goal. Oh my God, I could pass out. So what I do is behind his failure. I had a toothbrush. I don't want him to fail. 
I don't want him to choose wrongly, but because I know him and because I know how he thinks and because I'm not willing to let him miss out on the purpose that I have, I can still give him choice, but I can make provision in advance. You don't even know when to shout. I wonder, is there anybody in here that knows you have done some stupid stuff, but behind your failure, God had a remedy. Behind your mess up, God had already put something in, in place, my God. Somebody better praise him for that toothbrush over there. Oh, you're not ready. Y'all ain't ready for that. I can think of a whole lot of times when I chose wrongly and I would have been cut off. I could have got snagged up in some mess I never got out of. But God, who is rich in mercy, put a toothbrush behind it. No, oh, let me get to my lesson. God is a God of purpose. <sighs> yes, he is. So God, again, I get it. God is a God of purpose. He keeps showbread or purpose before him how often? So important he had to have a... So he made your body so he could house his purpose. And then, then, then he says, but it's for who only? The priest. So that's why he draws me into a relationship with him. And then it's so good. He said, I will work all things together for it. He said, and I got a toothbrush just in case. You don't hear me. Oh, your grace and mercy brought me through. I don't know what brand of toothbrush that is, but mine is grace and mercy. So now here's something else. How can God be so sure that we're going to make it to our purpose? God stacked the deck. He stacked the deck. Get me Jeremiah 1. I'm going to show you. Jeremiah 1. We're going to run through it. Y'all know it. He then said the, unto me, yeah. The word of the Lord Didn't came it come unto to him me, and then, what it say? saying, before I, before I ever formed you in the belly, uh -huh. I knew thee. Stop. Wait a minute. How you going to know what ain't even formed? Stay with it, Lord, now. But I understand it two ways now. I understand it from the concept that the architect knows the building before it's built because he designed it. But I'm going to tell you when I really learned it. Ooh, I learned it with TJ. I carried that boy for 10 months. <laughs> he wouldn't come out. They had a chicken wing down there trying to get him out. <laughs> he was in there just frolicking and playing. <laughs> oh, boy. And the whole time I'm preaching, in fact, I didn't stop preaching until the day before my due date. And it was still two weeks and a day late. But he had heard my voice. Watch this. Before he was con alive, he, he, before, before he got here, he knew my voice. Oh, it's going to get ready. I'm trying to keep from falling over, y'all. Watch this. So when, you know, we went through 16 and a half hours of labor. Induced labor. 
a failed epidural. And then we had to have the emergency surgery. No worries. No worries. So unfortunately, I had to be put to sleep. So I was really mad about that. So they went in, cut him out. And everybody had seen him before me. Did not appreciate that. I can be petty when I want to be, I'm telling you. So they, they had him all wrapped up. And so when I came to, I looked over there and Zenobia was there. She said, he's so beautiful. And I said, oh. And they got ready to pick and they handed, they were picking him up. And I said, look at there. And his eyes went crazy. Good. Ooh, I can hardly tell it. I ain't going to cry. Watch this. Watch this. He didn't remember me, but he recognized me. Oh, you missed your shout. You may not remember that you were connected to God at one point, but when he called you, you recognized his voice. You were in the club right beside everybody else, but you heard something they didn't hear, and you said, I know that voice. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jeremiah said, before I formed you, I knew you. And then he went on and said, dum, 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 and I ordained you that you be a prophet. And I had all these things for you. Don't worry about the folk, he said, don't they? And I, he said, well, I'm a child. Don't tell me you a child. You're going to do what I told you. God, how can you be so sure? Verse 9. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Check your neighbor. If they're on Facebook, hit them. And if they hit you back, you're on your own. You better call security. Come on, then verse 9. Then the Lord put forth his hand. <clears throat> what did he do? And touched my mouth. The Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me. What did he say? Behold. Right. I have put my words in thy mouth. Wait. Ooh. He said, I put my Word. Now, for the longest, for the longest, I'm thinking he put like scriptures or something in my mind. You know, good prophet preaching. No. So I looked up the word. The word there for words is dabar. It means I put my thoughts in your mouth. And actually, the mouth is tongue. I put my thoughts, God is a God of purpose, God is a planner. I put, he said, I put my thoughts, it's going to get you. He said, watch this, here it is, here it is, because it's the sum total. I put what I was thinking about in your tongue. He said, I had, I needed somebody. Super pretty, pretty thick. <laughs> Intelligent. I needed that because I had a work to do in Eastern North Carolina. So I ain't changing my mind because I'm keeping that purpose before me. Always. So I got I need her. She's going to be light. So even when the, the, the lights don't work, you can still see her. So I'm going to get her. 
a, a black man and a, and a white German woman. Yeah, that'll work. So, because I've got a, the purpose needs a body. And, I, and it's thick because I want, I want her to style beauty that's not dictated by culture. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Um, and so, and she's not going to come into the fullness of it till she gets saved because this purpose is for priests only. And, and she's going she gonna to go through changes. She will be given up for adoption, left in an orphanage in Germany. He said, and, 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 and oh, no, oh, she's, you know, hairy, got all these little things going on. Oh, it's just a lot. He said, but I'm going to work all of it together. He said, so her, her adoptive mother is not going to be able to carry a baby all the way to fruition. So she's going to really, really want to adopt. And even though the child doesn't look any Thing like her, she's gonna want that child because I need that child to come from Germany. I wish y'all could see how the Lord plans stuff and bring her all the way back here. He said, So I do all of that, but if He had just got me here, where's my motivation to do it? Because preaching is stressful. Some of y'all looking at me like, you dragging this out. So, you know, that's, that's stressful. So, you know what he did? He said, I put what I had on my mind in your tongue. Watch this. And I know it ain't talking about preaching because that ain't his purpose for everybody. So, what are you saying? He said, here it is. Oh, I need an usher. He said... I'm going to put it in your tongue. In other words, I'm going to give you a taste and a craving for what I made you for. Oh, God. Maybe it's somebody over here. He said, I'm going to put a taste in your... That's why you can't be settled with just renting something. You got a taste for ownership because God intends for you to be the head and not the... You got a taste for something that other people don't have a taste for. Because he put what he had on his mind. That's why you walk past certain things. You say, no, that's all right. Oh, girl, you don't want him. Uh, no. Well, oh, Doc, you looking for somebody? He said, man, she fine. Man, I can... All of a sudden, I thought I was home. <laughs> yeah, you said, no, Doc, I, you pretty much can find all the stuff you're going to need anyway on all of them, but I need something else because I see God is doing something in me. We got to build a dynasty, and I need something more than eyelashes to build the dynasty. I, I need something that's fine and smart. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. I need, where, where are you? You got a taste for some stuff because it's what God purposed for you. In that way, God stacked the deck. Let me get ready to close up. God is a God of what? Purpose. And God is also a planner. So then you can imagine... My, my strain as I hit Luke 22. Because in Luke 22, we're watching Jesus get to what looks like the real purpose for his coming. He healed the sick, ain't no doubt about it. And he's still healing today. Huh? 
He fed people. He changed the way they thought. He, he made them feel valuable. Did all of it. But he came to shed precious blood. Isn't that what we celebrated? That lady sounded like Dorinda Clark's sister, didn't she? She said, the blood still works. He came to shed blood. So our story today in Luke 22 has him in the garden. And the challenge of this text to me, y'all, it says Jesus goes in to the garden and he gets everybody. He said, look, he said, uh, he said I, I, I need to go pray. And he goes up. I never thought about it before, y'all. And he said, y'all pray that you don't get into temptation. And he goes and withdraws about a stone's throw. He said, because I got to fight this battle on my own here. He says, Father, if you be willing, can you let this cup pass? Hold on. God, you're a God of purpose. You're a God of planning. You put passion for my purpose in me. But there is a realm that God cannot get over into your life. There is, a, there is purpose that can't manifest until you give permission. God may be a God of purpose. And God is a planner. And he even stacked the deck and put passion in you for it. But until you give your permission, your will... Can't do it. We see Jesus. Now, here's the thing. Jesus knew he was coming to die. He said, for this cause came I into the world. He knew he was coming to die. But when he got down to the mark, I wonder, is there anybody who's been close to the purpose of God? But it started looking like it was going to take too much. You know God's purpose for you to be joyful in your marriage. But it, ooh, to go through forgiving and having to go to them things, I just don't know. It's just, ooh, Jesus. Okay, I done lost all the real people. I got one. You know, you know it's God's purpose for you to have abundance. I mean more money than you can stand. Okay, ain't got nobody to talk to. Does there anybody believe the Bible that I can talk to? That's God's purpose. Oh, tithing and giving and what now? What all? Is there another way, Jesus? You, you want me to be able to not just work there, but to move up the ladder so I'm an influencer. But that means I got to work late and take on projects. You ain't got no other way to get that done. Can't you just... Do the thing like you did over the bread or something. Can't you do that? <laughs> Jesus says, Father, y'all want to hear something scary? He says, if you be willing, can you let this go another way? Now, here come the scary part. Nevertheless, not my. Patrice, this thing bothers me so bad. Check this out. Never thought about it. All the years I've been looking at this. Jesus said, Jesus said, Father, you better not go by me right now because I ain't in the best headspace. He said, not my will. Don't do this right now. You better not go my way. 
Because my way don't feel like being crucified. See, you got to admit to yourself that there are times when you don't have your head in the right space. And that if Jesus could go through it, then you can go through it. But understand this, until you get your will in line, until you really give permission for the will of God to take place, it's hindered. So all the blessing that God has for you is choked up until you can say yes. The flow that God has, you'll never totally see it until you can get in alignment. Let me say this. Y'all still here? I'm about done. I'm going to get ready to grab my stuff. Here, let's start taking stuff down. Come get this. Come get this. Let's just get ready to go. Because they're staring. Yes, sir. Yeah. Father, right now, right now, I just ain't sure. I mean, I, 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 see, Jesus was expressing what it feels like to have your flesh pulling against God's plan. I know that you want me to be holy. I know that you want me to have this and that. I know that you want to do some great things, but it seems like it's going to cost too much or take too much, and I'm not sure that I want to do it. But the Bible says, oh, Lord, have mercy. The Bible says, he said, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Now, we could take time if we wanted to and talk about how if you're going to get your will in line, you're going to have to spend some time in prayer. You're going to have to talk to God until your will becomes softer. You're going to have to talk to God until your flesh gets quiet. I know it ain't popular anymore, but sometimes you're going to have to cut Netflix off and push the chips to the side and say, God, I need you to work on me because my body is about to mess up my purpose. My will is about to get in the way of your blessings. And I ain't come this far to not see what you want me to see. Oh, I need to hear you stronger than that. He said he prayed and then he withdrew from friends. I ain't trying to drag this out. But you got to be around select people if you're going to get your will in line. Because you can get around the wrong joker and they'll make you want to stay in your foolishness. But they're trying to keep you from your blessing. But you say, y'all stay right there. I got a destiny ahead of me. I got something great ahead of me. Watch this, watch this. He said, Father, he said, Father, don't go by me right now. He said, but your will be done. Verse 44, and I'll be done. <laughs> After he prayed, he said, God, I'm having, I'm having a hard time with this. He said, Father, it's going to hurt. And, 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 and I, I don't want to hurt like that. He said, he said, but you know what? He said, okay, I'm at the point now where I see you got too many good blessings for me to stay in disobedience. You got too many things on the docket for me to still be messing around, should I or should I not? Some of us been deciding about tithing for 10 years. And why are you still thinking it over? Somebody else done stepped into a realm of prosperity because you're not in alignment. 
But the Bible says, oh God help me, that when Jesus got to the point where he got completely in alignment, his purpose started leaking out. Okay, you didn't get it, you didn't get it. He came to shed blood. He came to offer his blood. His blood saves people. His blood heals people. So when he got in alignment, the Bible said that his sweat became like hemodrosis. All of a sudden, as soon as he got in alignment, blood start coming out. Y'all miss, don't miss it, don't miss it. As soon as I get my will together, my purpose will start leaking out. He didn't even wait to get to the cross. The blood start leaking out. I'ma close like this. I'ma let y'all go in my Bible. I'ma let y'all go. Let's go. Because we've been up too long. Let me let y'all do like this. My mother owns this German black forest cuckoo clock. Yes. And as a child, I would watch that cuckoo clock. And I'd sit there with amazement. And I said, Mama, when's it going to do it again? And she said, baby, you got to wait. I said, but mom, it seemed like it's taking too long. Because see, the way it was, it was made from the wood in the black forest of Germany. And it's carved. And, and when it would get to a certain time, the little cuckoo thing door would open. And the little man would come out and go, cuckoo, cuckoo. The little bird came out. And then it would go back in. And I would be sitting there waiting. I said, mine's taking too long. She said, baby, when the hour hands line up, God, I wish I had me some churchy folk. When it gets in the right alignment, it doesn't mean it's not wrong. It's still ticking, but it ain't in alignment. But when the hand gets where it ought to be, you're going to see a door open and everything you need it's coming out. Say it. Say it. Help me preach. Look at somebody say, get in alignment. Your will is the only thing stopping you. But it's time to say, yes, Lord. Not my will, but your What you've been waiting on is waiting on you. What you've been waiting on is waiting on you. So that's the whole story. What you've been waiting on is waiting on you. Just waiting on your will. Stop still considering 
and jump in. He said, it don't seem exciting. In fact, right now, I ain't even sure I totally want to. But I'm going to bring my will in line. Because I'm ready for that door to open. And that stuff to come flying out. Your purpose is just waiting on your will. And when you line up, the door will open. When you line up, you're going to see the favor of God come in your situation. When you line up, let's pray. Lord, sometimes we get over in that valley of decision and don't make any. We start thinking about what it's going to cost us, how it's going to feel. But God, you're a God of purpose and planning. And God, you even put a taste for the great life, the impactful life. You put a taste for it in our mouths. But God, we got to bring our will in alignment Lord for your will to take place in the personal areas it needs our permission Lord let somebody get in alignment today let them say I'm going to stop this foolishness of up and down in and out maybe one day because God help them see they're only delaying what you want for them. And God, we don't want to get to this carpet over here and our whole lives be tore up. We don't want soggy chips because we wouldn't do it your way. Help us to line up. To line up and make sure we forgive everybody. Help us to line up and stop this not speaking stuff. Help us to line up and get into your financial plan of supporting your work with tithes and offerings. Help us to line up in serving. Help us to line up. Get our will in there. So today, Lord, we give our wills over. We say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. While heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you're here today, you said, Bishop, I've never given my life to God. I've never made it official. Because it's just kind of like dating. You know, it's, it's nice and it's cool. But you need to make that thing official with God. Because that's what he wants. Who in the world wants to propose and you think about it for eight years? Couldn't be me. I would withdraw my, but he's so kind. But if you're here today, he does say, in the day that you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. So if you're here today, you say, hey, Bishop, I've never given my life to God. And it seemed like I understood some things today that I've never understood before. And I don't want to be missing out on God's purpose because I'm withholding my permission. 
but I want to say yes to Jesus. If that's you, I want to pray with you. That's you, Doc. Amen. Anybody else? Pastor, thank you so much, Doc. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. And you know I ain't going to embarrass you in no way. That's not my flow. I ain't going to do nothing but shake your hand and then pray for you. But it's an important moment because I want somebody to give you information. If that's you, I need to make this thing official with God. Pastor, I've understood some things today like I never have. I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I'm ready to get in alignment so I can have God's best. Will you just come to the altar from wherever you are? Online, will you put it in the chat? That's me. Somebody will reach out to you. But I want everybody that feels like that's you. You come up here and just face the altar. Come on. Come on. It's time to get in alignment with God. Just stand and just face these people. Just come on. I'm glad to have you. There you go. Just stand. This is your day today to make this thing official with God. Amen. This is your day. There you go. Oh, I'm so glad. Amen. Oh, so glad. Loving y'all. Man, God bless you. Bless you today. Yeah, man. Uh-oh, excuse me. Amen, y'all. Sir, I'm, I want to make sure I get every hand. Let me get that. Yes. Man, bless you. Come on, I want everybody. I don't want to miss anybody. I got you. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Yep, yep. Yep, 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 yep. Thank you, Jesus. Yep. Oh, bless you today. Oh, bless you. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Bless you, Doc. Yes. Amen. God bless you, Doc. God bless you. Listen, y'all. I'm going to whisper a prayer with you. Okay? And then these ministers are right here for you. Oh, see, because making something official is a special moment, right? I've seen people get married and broke down. And then I've seen people get married. They didn't cry. But seven, look, look, look who the Carters, Rosalind just passed. They were married 77 years. Neither one of them cried at the altar. But they meant that thing. So whether you feel emotional or not, it doesn't matter. Nothing wrong with feeling it. But it's about the decision that you're making. Are you supporting? Amen. So if that's you, I just want to make sure I don't want to miss nobody. Oh, they're already praying. Let me whisper this prayer. And then you all will take a step and these ministers will carry you further. But just know, you're walking up here. Say it's to God. I'm bringing myself in alignment, God. I'm bringing myself in alignment. And you may be saying, God, I'm not even sure I may mess this up. Don't even worry about it. Go ahead and get in alignment. He can There's a toothbrush available. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this harvest at this altar. Thank you, God, that they bring themselves in alignment. And so, Lord, they're showing you their yes. They said it as they walked out of their seats. So, Lord, we just join our faith to theirs and we declare that they, their spiritual need is going to be met. Their lives will never be the same because they are aligning with you. Thank you, Jesus, for dying in our place. Thank you, Jesus, for shedding that precious blood. Thank you, Lord, that we can be saved as we give ourselves to you. And we just thank you for what you're going to do in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Now I'm going to let these ministers take over. Amen. Are you all going to just step up and minister to them? Oh, they're going to follow. Take them home. Everybody at the altar, as you're standing, they're going to walk you. 
Everybody look toward the left. Let's start walk them on. Come on this way, baby. Thank you. Yes, Just walk around. There you go. Come on. They'll come as they get to. of sitting next to one another and absorbing such a great word of purpose and direction. Now, God, the enemy is waiting for an opportunity to mess with the word that I just heard. But God, I believe right now that there's strength in the hand that I hold. I believe right now that everything we have, we say. So we say there's a protection around us. We say that there's healing all around us. We say there's overflow in us and for us. God, we say that we have everything that we need that pertains to life and godliness. God, everything my neighbor stands in need of, God, let them have it now. God, everything that, every deficiency or every area of lack, we speak to that thing right now and we call it to come together according to your word. God, we can speak those things that are not as though they already are. So we're speaking it right now. We're calling favor. We're calling renewal. We're calling strength. 
we're calling these things now in the name of Jesus Christ. God, we thank you for it, and we declare it done in Jesus' name. Would you let your hands go and clap your hands like you believe God to do something amazing for you. Come on, clap your hands like you believe God to do something amazing for you. Listen, before we start moving, before we start moving, I want to give everyone, some people had, came in a little bit later, that's totally fine. If you haven't had a chance to give to the work of the kingdom, the QR code is being put up on the screen right now. You can give to the work of the kingdom. If you're saying, you know what, it's not my Sunday to tithe, but I still want to give, you can give in this moment right now. The QR code is being up there for you. Before we start moving, before we start moving, if there's someone who wants to give, we want to provide you that opportunity. Those of you who say, you know what, I still want to give to Victory Park. I'm accustomed to it. I want to give. I want to give a $20 seed today towards that. You can do that. Just hold still, saints. We're going to leave. Hold still. You, you're going to jam up in the parking lot anyway, so you might as well just take your time. You might as well just take your time, all right? But we want to give you a chance to give to the work of the kingdom. Uh, while, while you're standing there, they're going to show a video real quick. While you're standing, they're just going to show a video to give you a glimpse of what's happening with us next Sunday. Next Sunday, Dr. Jamone Glenn. I am that video. Dr. Jamone Glenn from um, her, from Chicago, Illinois, from New Life Tabernacle Southeast, will be with us. And I'm telling you, you think you enjoyed Bishop today? It's just getting, as my grandmother used to say, gooder and gooder, better and better. I know y'all enjoyed Bishop today, didn't y'all? Oh my God! Woo! That Bishop Rosie O'Neill. God, I look forward to her coming. We've been excited. Uh, Dr. Glenn is coming uh, next week, and you want to be here to be a part of that celebration with us. Then the Christmas experience will follow the very next week. Then our pastor will be back with us on Christmas Eve. I want to encourage you. Don't make plans to stay away. Make plans to attend. Let's end the year strong. Let's be in place every Sunday. Let's end the year strong in the house of the Lord, all right? And then New Year's Eve, nobody does it like world overcomers. New Year's Eve, golly. We baptized 100 last year. We're almost at 100 for registration already. So only God knows what's about to happen for us New Year's Eve here. So I want you to make plans to be a part. Now, I know y'all like my shirt. I know y'all like it. This is our Christmas merch. This is our holiday merch. The red and the green. And they talking about the Christmas experience on the 17th. <laughs> we want to make sure, make sure that you're here. You have two opportunities on the 17th, 10 a.m., 12.30 p.m. You have two, two opportunities to come. Make sure that you make plans to come. Hot chocolate stations. Black Santa will be back with us again this year. Santa stations, all holiday things. We want you to come and be a part of that. But you can grab your holiday merch. And we want you to grab it today. Grab it while supplies last. Very limited edition. But you can stop by the uh, retail center. Remember, first-time guests, stop by the connection center. Those of you who want to give and purchase a coat, stop by one of those centers out there with the televisions. We appreciate you all. Hug somebody. Love somebody. Show love. This is the season to give and to show love. Give and show love. Have a wonderful Sunday. We'll see you here 
next week. God bless you. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful Sunday. Have a wonderful Sunday. Come on, y'all. Don't push him. Hug him. Don't push him. Hug him. Hug him. It's good to see you. It's good to be with you. Thank you, first-time guests. We'll see you next time. Those of you who are visiting online, thank you so much. We see you. Make sure you stay connected with us by just emailing us or clicking that link right there in the chat. We'll see you next week. Hopefully you were blessed and encouraged by this message. Visit www.worldovercomers.church/podcast for more information on WOCC and events that are coming up. Maybe we are coming to your area soon. God bless.